0: On this episode of Al the Rage, we discuss the beginning of the KSU volleyball season and the great cause they'll be playing for. KSU soccer has a night to forget in Birmingham, and we discuss a baseball alum who's killing it in the pros right now. Let's get right into it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to my podcast. It's Owl the Rage. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, people. Um, it's been a really tough couple weeks. It's been a really tough month of August for me. Um, without getting into many personals, I've been dealing with some personal stuff in my life. Um, but even the in- the impersonal stuff has been difficult. You know the the amount of work I don't think I've ever been this busy in my life and I do think it's a good thing more than a bad thing. Um, I think that's all about that perspective about where you're going in your life. I've been been working hard I've been trying to I don't know I guess dabble in media like this and, and trying to be somewhat of a media member. Uh, still working hard at Atlanta United trying to lose weight I've been running every day eating clean maybe my sanity hasn't been that clean because of it but eating clean and um, but I learned a lot about perspective in the last couple days just yesterday uh, at Atlanta United we had an event um, called Owen Clemmie Conquer Kids and we had done some stuff for our community in, in, in terms of children who have uh, been suffering from childhood cancer, uh, one of those kids being Owen Clemmy, And uh, he unfortunately uh, passed away last year, surrounded by his family at the age of six. And now this uh, celebration is, is really the best way to put it every year is, is because of him now and it's been it's been branded with his name um, ever so fittingly and in his memory we've had uh, four kids with childhood cancer come to the training ground yesterday and afterwards uh, all of the team went and 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 spent time with them they all went their separate ways one went to the aquarium with a player, one went to the zoo with a player. One went to a uh, it's like a like a trampoline gymnasium with a player, and all of these kids filled with so much energy and so much life and so much gratefulness and so much thankfulness that they're that they're here and they're they're smiling and they're. It was just it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing, you know, to see just how beautiful it can be to give back to your community in that kind of way and um, it left me really emotional for for the whole day and it still has throughout the day for me and don't get me wrong I, I did nothing to facilitate that day and that was completely the work of our fantastic community relations team and they work so hard they're probably one of the hardest working branches of our organization and I'm just so proud of them for what they were able to pull off and uh, it really affected me and it affected me hearing about kind of our first topic of the day sort of the subject of the day is KSU volleyball opening their season because you know this is a sports podcast but first things first I want to take a second to talk about Griffin's game. It's happening September 6th at 6.30 against Sanford in the Convocation Center. That's six, September 6th at 6.30. For those of you unfamiliar with the tradition, this is the seventh year that KSU Volleyball has done Griffin's game. It was named after head coach Keith Shunzels and assistant Brianna Shunzels' son Griffin, who is a survivor of acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It happened, I think, the first year that Keith, Coach Shunzel, was on campus and uh, he's talked about the amazing support that the community, the Kennesaw State community, gave him at that time. Since then, Griffin has won his battle against cancer. And funny enough, in my research for this topic, Uh, I found Griffin's perfect game page for the class of 2031. His fastball has topped out at an impressive 61 miles per hour, so uh, pretty impressive for his age. Hopefully he can be a future KSU owl in about nine years' time. But every year, Griffin's game honors someone suffering from this terrible disease, something that touches so many of us. This year, it is Emily McKinney from Marietta, Georgia. Emily was diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic neuroblastoma, a cancer commonly found in the adrenal glands. This was in December of last year when she was just 16 months old. It was a first notice through a swollen lymph node on her neck. Scans had determined that the cancer had spread to her nearby lymph nodes and bone marrow. Uh, After her four cycles of chemo, her bone marrow was cleared of all cancer cells. Uh, She battled through eight more cycles of chemo along with all of the terrible side effects that go with it and always took it in stride. And unfortunately, they have not been able to shrink the tumor. Her and her family will be traveling to Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital in New York City, in New York City, excuse me, on September 12th for surgery to attempt to remove a majority of the tumor. Our family, let's do everything we can, everything in our power to help out this incredibly strong little girl and her amazing family. Tickets Sorry, Tickets for the game, which is, again, it's on September 6th at 6 p.m. We're playing the Sanford Bulldogs in the Convocation Center, Are $10 a piece. Half of each ticket goes to the McKinney family. You can also make a donation or buy a Griffin's Game t-shirt. Go to ksuowls.com slash griffinsgame for more details. That is ksuowls.com slash griffinsgame. Volleyball season is coming up. The KSU volleyball team begins the season tomorrow at the Wake Forest Invitational. Game starts at 4.30 against Western Carolina. Another season at the helm for head coach Keith Shunzel. In case you missed it, Shunzel signed a new contract with Kennesaw State, keeping him on campus through the end of the 2026 season. Him and his staff are fantastic scouts and recruiters, but they may face some challenges this season. Good news and bad news there when looking at the kill column in the stats line for Kennesaw State Volleyball last year. The bad news is Shunzel has lost his number two player in the kill column from last year. And I think without a shadow of doubt, the best player in KSU volleyball history. Legend Lauren Chastain The GOAT, as Hunter McKay would say. The good news is he keeps his number one. Preseason all-conference right-side hitter Emma Scherfrands. Scherfranz ranked in the top 100 in points in the nation and second in the A-Sun. Dynamic player, good at the net. I'll go ahead and say this now. This is pretty much the part where I pretend to know the technical side of volleyball. So bear with me. And if you know you have any pointers or have anything where I'm just talking out my butt, go ahead and send it in because I'd love to be able to learn more. I'm going to be watching volleyball very closely, a lot more than I had the opportunity to do with how I was covering women's soccer last year. I'll be taking a much closer look at volleyball this year, I promise. I don't need to go on and on with how big of a loss Lauren Chastain is. She was 13th in the nation in both aces per set and service ace total. When the ball was in her hand, she provided so much for the team. She may not be gone for too long. Now, give me a second. I've heard there is a chance that she will be returning as the team's color commentator for the season, which I think is a perfect role for her to stay connected with the team. I wonder if there's a future in coaching for her as well. From there, Shunza also loses his main defensive specialist in Bree Becerra, and I'm not 100% sure who will step up in that role. I think it very well could be Shelby Dennis. Um, she was really kind of actually more of the leader defensively. She was 10th in the conference in Diggs last season. She actually just did a mic up that came out on the KSU Volleyball Twitter on Wednesday, funny content and just quality content. I'm so biased to the content that KSU Owl Network has been putting out. I know my show might as well be a just an ad for KSU Owl Network at this point, but they really just keep getting better and better. So yeah, Shelby Dennis. I mean, could definitely play a part, a huge part defensively for the Owls. Remember, you know, the positioning is always shifting whenever they win a point off an opponent, sort you know, off an opponent serve. So positions are a little looser than most other sports. So uh, maybe we should just look at the roster and consider who could be starting for the Owls this year. If you look at the most sets played for Kennesaw State last season among active players, you've got Claire Parsons, huge presence up front, six foot two. Emma Schafranz, McKinley Ferguson, Shelby Dennis, Danny Ballou, and Jasmine Brown. I've also been told that Addie Godey could have a significantly bigger role this season after playing 27 sets last season. The Owls also add five freshmen to the team. Freshmen with really good profiles. The five signees are Olivia Barrage, Courtney Brown, Maggie Butkovich, Leah Freeman, and Manu Johnson. Could be Jansen. I'm not 100% sure. She is Danish. All of them have a fantastic resume, but one particularly stands out to me. And we'll round out the talking about the signing class with her. Uh, first, we'll talk about Manu you know, We just talked about her being from Denmark, uh, from Copenhagen. Uh, she played for the Bronby VK program, uh, which she was the best scorer at the Danish Cup in 2019-20, as well as the best scorer at Danish Volley League in in 2019-20. Um, big international get for Kennesaw State and Keith Schunzel. Next, you have Freeman, Leah Freeman, a six libero from Lake City, Tennessee, a three time all region and four time all district selection. She led Anderson County High to three state semifinal appearances, including a runner up as a junior. Also, a softball all district as a freshman. Coming from Cincinnati, Ohio, six foot three right side hitter Maggie Butkovich. She'll become the tallest player on the Owls roster, two-time all-conference honoree, including first team as a senior. She led Mount Notre Dame High School to the state championship title as a junior. Again, you know, already you can see the accolades that these players are racking up for Keith Shunzel. I mean, huge gets for him to, to kind of recruit players like this. After that, you also have Courtney Brown Native out of Birmingham, Alabama, 5'10 setter for Ramsey High School. She helped her team to an area championship, as well as to the Elite Eight in her sophomore season, a member of the Alabama Performance Volleyball Club. Brown led them to the AAU Junior Nationals. But the one who stands out above them all, Olivia Barrage, uh, really the only local recruit out of the class, hailing from Jefferson, Georgia, was just named a Prep Volleyball High School All-American. Middle blocker, standing at six foot one, led Jefferson High School to a combined 87-27 record over the past three years with three regional championships. By the way, I'm reading this completely off the the KSU Owls signee page for volleyball three regional championships, two state quarterfinal appearances, and one trip to the state Elite Eight this past season. A two-time Area Eight Player of the Year, she claimed All-State recognition as a senior and was an AVCA All-Region Three selection in both 2019 and 2021. Past season, she posted 391 kills with a .4 hitting percentage and added 66 blocks. She played her club ball with TK Volleyball, a 2021 USAV 18 national qualifier in the American division. So, again, huge gets for Keith Shunzel and five players who really can bolster the squad this season. The Owls were picked third in the preseason coaches poll behind the defending champions, FGCU, and the Western Conference leaders from last season, Jack State. I think this is probably a fair spot as coaches seeing Lauren Chesting leave the program. Macy KSU is one of the show me teams in the conference. Mind you, 13 of the 14 coaches in the ASUN chose FGCU as the first place team. The only other team to receive a first place vote, this is interesting to me, was Queens, just making the move to D1, who finished dead last in the conference in votes with 28. Would love to know the story there and why that happened. If anyone knows anything, maybe there's, I don't know, a relationship between one of the ASUN coaches and and Queens. Maybe they're a former coach there. I don't know. Send in anything you may know. The Owls open their season today, being the day of release, Friday, August 25th. They play Western Carolina at 4.30 p.m. They'll then have a doubleheader on Saturday playing NC Central at 10 a.m., and Wake Forest at 7 p.m. Not a lot of history between these teams. As the Owls last playing any of these teams came in 2012, being NC Central. I think the Owls can do well here. Western was picked sixth. Or pardon me, fifth in the SoCon preseason coaches poll. They finished 11 and 17 overall a year ago. NC Central is predicted to finish fourth in the MIAC posting 11 and 14 in 2021. Wake Forest posted a 15-14 overall mark a year ago and are picked to place 11th in the 15-team ACC this season. Uh, Wake Forest is a Power 5 opponent. You never know what can happen there, really, but I think it could be a really good start to the season for KSU volleyball, so don't miss it. And that brings us to KSU soccer. Um Look, so many of my thoughts are organized with this podcast. I I make a lot of notes. I tend to write everything down. I haven't written anything here. I haven't written anything here. For those of you who don't know, KSU Soccer lost their Thursday night game to UAB 7-2. I was just... Pretty much in shock. I couldn't believe it really happened. Um, I don't want to be too overdramatic. You know, it's not a conference game. Um, the team is still trying to figure stuff out. It's only the third game of the season. But to kind of put things, you know, in a reference for you, this is the most goals the team has conceded in a single game since 2011. August 19th, 2011, to be precise. And that came against Alabama. Now, I think it'd be fair to say to UAB that they are not Alabama. Um, Obviously, it's a little bit different. We scored two goals this game instead of one. But, you know, Stella Allen scores her first goal. My stream cut out. There was no clip of it on, on their Twitter, so I didn't really see what it looked like. Macy Rainwater scored her first goal of the season after a really successful freshman campaign. Happy for her. Uh, Hopefully she can keep that going. Um, But obviously the storyline here is the defense. And there's no secret when you concede seven in a game that the defense has a lot of work to do. Um, For the first time this season... I think you could say questions were asked of Kaylee Hammer. She was replaced in the second half by A.J. Needham. Um, you know who ultimately conceded three more goals herself. Um, I think Hammer will keep the starting spot, but I, you know, I think it had a lot more to do with the defense in front of the goalkeepers than than the goalkeepers themselves. Um, one thing that. I think needs to be changed probably is Sydney Borgelt at at the center back position. And I don't want to call her out just because I don't think it's her fault. I think Sydney Borgelt is a midfielder. She's thrived so much as a midfielder, uh, particularly did so last year. But I think the way that she plays her game is, uh, you know, she pressed up a lot at times to try and, and stop, uh, Play entering the half and or the final third and uh got caught out at times and runners came in behind and the Owls really struggled to keep up with UAB and you know, hats off to UAB as well. They seem a much improved side from last season. Uh you know, again, mind you, this is a team that Kennesaw State beat last season. Um I don't know. This is just something I really didn't see coming. Um, We went into this game thinking, I went into this game thinking that the Owls were going to win this one, get the first win of the season, and and move on to a a tough Georgia State game this weekend. But um, I know Coach Benji well. Um, I I wouldn't want to be at practice tomorrow. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, he's going to iron some things out for sure. Um, one thing I will say is uh, Naomi Molika, a freshman who has come in this year, I've been impressed with her. And I think she sort of settled things down in the defense for Coach Benji Walton. Uh, I wonder if she maybe secured herself a starting spot. Um, but who knows? You know, Coach Benji might... Um, He might go completely in a different direction. He might go three in the back. Who knows? But this team, definitely a lot of fresh faces, a lot of people who haven't played with each other before. But um, no doubt, there's there's work to do. And and I, I have no doubt in my mind either that that work can get done before the conference season starts and this team can be a winning team. Let's get a little more... Let's get a little more positive. Let's talk about a former Owl, a baseball Owl, tearing up the high-aim minor leagues. And part of it is, the well, the best part of it all, is it's in the Atlanta Braves organization. Tyler Tolvey got drafted after his sophomore year after having a great workout with the Braves at Truist Park. He has not disappointed the Braves yet looking at his stat line for the season. He has a 257 average Batting a 7.96 OPS, 10 home runs, 41 RBIs, 7 stolen bases. In one week this month, August 7th to the 14th, Tolby led all Rome Braves with a 1.304 OPS. Kid's on fire right now. And, you know, it really couldn't happen to a nicer guy, I could really tell you that. He had a really special moment when he got the opportunity to catch Mike Soroka in his rehab assignment. Hopefully Mike put in the good work with the big boys. Congrats, Tyler. You're making us all proud. Uh, In other kind of KSU baseball news, Josh Hatcher got promoted from rookie ball to high A Hickory Crawdads in Hickory, North Carolina for the Texas Rangers organization. Some of our content today has been, uh, frankly, kind of a bummer. Uh, So thankful for our baseball guys, you know, keeping it grimy in the pros. Listen, guys, college sports are coming back fast. KSU soccer plays Georgia State this Sunday. Volleyball with the Wake Forest Invitational this weekend. And KSU football opens the season next weekend against Samford. We're going to have so much more content coming soon. Thank you so much for listening. That's all I've got. We'll see you next time.